All right, welcome everyone to the 33rd episode of the podcast, dude. Today I've got a special guest on, my good friend, Ben Tolson. Ben, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I am uh, not super great. I am ready for winter to be over. I would like the springtime to be here. But uh, that I think we can talk about that in the after show. Today, you and me are going to talk about making time to podcast. Yes. Yes. You currently do three podcasts a week. That is correct. That's uh, that's just insane, as Sean McCabe would say. Insane, Ben. That's right. Not only that, but you've got six kids, six boys. I do. I, I don't understand. No, well, not only that, but you work for yourself. So you're, you're a, a solo entrepreneur, a solopreneur. Yes, I am. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of things. <laughs> there are a lot of things. So we're going to talk about those things. We're going to talk about how you manage your time and how, you, how and why you make time for podcasting and some of the benefits you've seen from podcasting, you know, why you're investing your time. And uh, you're going to give us some advice for anyone who's thinking about starting a podcast, but is really, really busy and concerned that they may not be able to commit the time to do it every week. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, just from the experience that I've gained, I definitely wasn't thinking this way when I when I first <laughs> jumped into it, maybe a little bit. Mm. But just, I, it, Sean asked you and you were like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I came in I came in under some different circumstances, though, and I learned some things along the way. So I, I think it's going to definitely help some folks out, especially um, folks who are in a similar situation who have a lot of uh, external responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a lot of people listening to the show. And I know a lot of people have been excited about starting a podcast in 2016. So this is, uh, this is another show for those people. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's get into the show. Episode 33. Glad you're here, man. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, everybody. Like I said in the intro, this is episode 33 of the podcast, dude. My name is Aaron Dowd, and I help people make better podcasts. I have on the show today, my good friend, Ben Tolson. Ben, I talked about you a little bit in the intro, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me how you got here. How I got here. Tell me who you is. Yeah. So I've been working for myself as a a freelancer for quite a while doing uh, graphic and web design and I've kind of dab- dabbled in some other things. I started listening, really seriously listening to podcasts in 2013 when I saw my friend Sean started a show. Oh, that was your first show? The Sean West podcast? That was one of my first shows, yeah. So wow. I, I started listening to that and, and I thought, hey, this podcast thing is really cool. Uh-huh. That was when you were a part of the show. That was. So we were also meeting Sean and I. Uh, occasionally. That's a good way to make really big plans is meet with that guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he, he turned me on to a couple of other podcasts, started listening to Back to Work. Mm-hmm. Foolish Adventure, I think, is another one that I started listening to back then. Just fell in love with that format mm-hmm. and thought, you know, it would be really cool to do a podcast one of these days. <laughs> How long after uh, you had that thought did uh, Sean come to you and be like, Hey, Aaron's quitting. I need a new co-host. It wasn't very long. Um, I I was actually uh, on vacation with Rachel. We had taken an anniversary trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And, and Rachel Tolson is your wife. That's right. Rachel Tolson is my wife. 
and we were riding Thunder Mountain Railroad. <laughs> and the, the ride had just ended and I had a I had a text from Sean and he he said, "Hey, what do you think about being a part of the podcast?" And so I called him and we talked about it. Uh but I was I was really excited just because I loved what he was talking about. I loved yeah. how he was helping people. Mm-hmm. And I also I really appreciated the framework that you set for a co-host of Sean's, you know, just like knowing his personality and how I could play off of that with my personality. I knew it was going to be a really fun dynamic based on, based on what I had already heard. So, so yeah, that was, I I just jumped in and said, okay, I'm, I'll do it. So you have, I said uh, in the intro, you have six kids that yes. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I know you're, I know you're busy and you agreed and committed to two hour long, at least usually hour long episodes every week. Yeah. So at, at the time I only had five. Oh, okay. So that was, it was, that wasn't enough for you. It was a lot easier that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's only five then. Yeah. When I first signed on to be a part of the show, that was one of the conversations we had was, do mm. we want to continue doing this twice a week or do we want to scale back and, and do one a week and maybe eventually build into two? Mm. And I I kicked it around for a little bit, but ultimately what I arrived at was that the the twice a week output was just from from my own personal experience was really keeping the stuff that Sean was talking about top of mind for me Mm. in a way that the other podcasts couldn't once I caught up with them. You know, I could binge listen through several episodes, but, but at that point I had caught up with all of the, the Sean West episodes and I kind of needed that twice a week. I didn't want to wait for a full week for another episode to come out. And I thought I, I would love to continue being able to provide that experience. I like it. So you committed. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time, what were you thinking you were going to get out of it? Well, there there are a number of things. the The reason, and this is this is something I wanted to touch on and really make, highlight was was that there was a a big why for me. One, Sean is my good friend, and yeah. I really enjoy hanging out with him. We were meeting together and talking about business stuff anyway, and. And when we meet together and talk about business stuff and kick ideas back and forth, I mean, that's a lot of fun. It feels kind of like it did when Sean and I were in a band together, just jamming out. You know, there's, there's kind of this feeling, the sense of we're just jamming out here. And so that was really appealing. And it, it seemed like, oh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, two, I love helping people. And, and I thought, you know, here's an opportunity to come from a perspective of somebody who has a lot of outside responsibility, who's in a different place in their journey. And, and that's going to reach some people that Sean is not going to be able to, to speak to just because mm-hmm. of where he is. And so I immediately saw the opportunity there to help folks. Also, I've been learning a ton from Sean and, and the stuff that, that I've been learning from being a part of the podcast is I, mean, I can't put a price tag on it. Yeah. No, no, I feel the same way. Like, I think I met him in August of 2013. And at some point, like, I would maybe four, six, eight months afterwards, we had a conversation and then I ended up doubling my freelancing rates, which were way too low at the time. 
I think I've probably tripled or quadrupled them since I met him. <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm not entirely sure that would have happened had I not had those conversations and listened to, you know, how he talks about value-based pricing and uh, so many other good business things. But yeah, I, I totally get it. A lot to learn there. So those, those were my big whys. And then there were also things like, you know, it was going to expand my reach. Mm-hmm. I can influence more people uh, because of the audience that Sean already had. And, and also uh, down the line, you know, I'm going to be producing courses and other products for In the Boat with Ben. And so the audience that, that I have access to I can share those things with. And so that's, that's, but it's a really long-term thing. And that was something that I wanted to make sure people understand is that it's not one of these things where you start a podcast and, and you can Overnight start success, right? It, it really is an investment. It takes a lot of time. Mm. So you're, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's great. So let's talk about how you, how not how you find time, but how you make time. We talked about this beforehand, and and you said you had help. So I'm curious what you mean by that. Yeah. So and and not everybody is going to be in the same situation, but I'm going to talk about the Sean West podcast first, and then the In the Boat with Ben podcast. Yeah. So because the, on top of on top of two weekly podcasts with Sean, you're also doing a weekly podcast with your wife. Right. So for for the in the boat, or I'm sorry, for the Sean West podcast, the arrangement that Rachel and I already had set up is I work half the day mm-hmm. up until a certain time. And and then we kind of high five and hand off when <laughs> the kids are taking a nap and she works the rest of the day and I watch the kids. And so because of that, I have to get up a lot earlier to really get going on things if I want to make progress for that day. And mm, so waking up, yeah, let's, let's stop right there because waking yeah. up early, this has been really hard for me this winter and I'm looking into ways to fix that, you know, light therapy, the bought some pills, not, you know, the healthy kind. Right. <laughs> but yeah, during the summertime, I found that I was, it was like waking up early created so much more time in a day for me, you know, getting up at eight o'clock. I just, I feel like there aren't as many hours in the day, but when I get up at five or 6am in the morning, it feels like those those like three or four hours between then and you know late morning just feel incredibly productive and and so it sounds like you feel the same way I do, and I guess if I were to try to explain why that is if if you're putting let's say for example, you don't wake up early and you stay up late and you and you get work done late, maybe you can be as productive, but working late has the feeling of doing stuff after the day has already finished. It mm. doesn't have the feeling of I'm getting a jump on things. Mm. And so when I was in the habit of working late, one just, and and this is, you know, I had to square with myself on the fact that I will tend to, because because it's so tough to keep up with the kids and go through all the nighttime routine, by the time I get to that space, at the end of the day, I feel pretty exhausted. And all I really want to do is just sit down and zone out, read a book or watch a movie or something like that. Yeah. So half the time I wouldn't actually work. I wouldn't actually use that time uh, the way that I really want to. When you put that work at the beginning of the day, 
it has the feeling of getting ahead of all of those things. You're, you're, you're doing work before the rest of the world wakes up. And so it's, uh, the, it's a completely different feeling. Is it, would you kind of say it's like playing offense instead of defense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good analogy. I like it. But in order for that to be possible, there were some things that I had to sacrifice on the late end. You know, I couldn't, I, I enjoyed staying up and watching a movie every once in a while or watching yeah. a TV show. I can't really do those things anymore if I want to wake up early enough to get a head start on the day and to get all of those things done and still have time to do the the podcast. Yeah, no, it's hard. And one of the things, maybe we can talk about this in the after show, but I decided one of the things I'm going to say no to in 2016 uh, is Netflix and movies. For the most part, I'll still go see some in theaters, but so that whole you, like the end of the day, like, oh, I just want to sit down and relax and watch something. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. It, and we, we still maintain our membership. We use it for the kids and Rachel and I still follow a few shows, but one of the rules that I've made for myself, and this is really beneficial, uh, being married to somebody who's not really big on watching TV and movies and stuff like that. I said, I'm not going to watch anything on Netflix unless Rachel's watching it too. Hmm. And so, and so that hardly ever, that hardly ever happens. Yeah. Is, is it kind of like you have to really talk her into like, you got to really sell her on a show. Yeah. And, and it's been good for me too, because I get to, because most of the time she's reading and so it's like, well, I guess I don't have anything else to do right now. I guess I could read or I might do something else like play around on the guitar, or write a song, something that's actually productive. Yeah. I don't know if I can fully say no to Netflix yet. Well, we'll yeah. We'll see. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's not like, you know, I say it, I also said I'm going to say no to junk food in 2016. And, it, and it's not necessarily that. I will have completely failed if I ever go out and eat a slice of pizza. It's right. just that I'm I'm setting that goal in my mind and saying, okay, this is a thing that I'm not doing so yeah. that I can get this other thing that I want to do, which is, you know, being healthy and being in shape and feeling good about myself. That's really good. So, yeah. So the, uh, you, you just have to deal with the reality that there are things that you're going to have to sacrifice if you want to make that possible in the midst of all of your other responsibilities. And so that yep. was the case with the Sean West podcast. And fortunately, you know, Rachel, my wife, understood the kind of investment they were that we were making um, with me being a part of that show. She understood the value that we were going to be getting out of it. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was easy to make the decision to do it. Also, coming onto the show as a co-host and not being responsible for all of the other parts that go into that was a pretty big deciding factor because I didn't have to spend the time on editing. I didn't have to spend the time on doing show notes. I didn't have to spend the time on doing all of these other things that, that you should do if you want to do a podcast really well. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I handle the editing. We've got some show note writers. Yeah. But I, you know, preparing, I spend a, and I know you spend time on your podcast too, the, in the boat with Ben. But I spent a lot of time on this podcast preparing, but I, I still do think that post-production, the way we do it, is the most time-consuming. Yes. 
And I, I did want to talk about that a little bit. I'll talk about how I make time for in the boat with Ben as well. Now this is, this is a show that Rachel and I both do together. And so we, we had to choose a time when the kids were asleep. Mm. Oh, real quick. Can you tell the listeners what the show is about in case they want to go check it out? Yes. In the boat with Ben is about boats. No, I'm just Mm. kidding. I like boats. I like boats too. In the boat with Ben is a show about raising a family from the standpoint of values and finding a healthy balance between your work and your family life. It's a good show. Yeah. Those are, those are the things we talk about. And it was a really fun idea to do this with Rachel. But as soon as we started talking about it, we said, okay, well, what are we going to do with the kids? (laughs) At the time when we started, all of the boys were home during summer break. So we had six kids at home at the same time. And we had to actually hire a babysitter to come out once a week and watch the boys downstairs while we did the podcast upstairs so that we could keep the noise level down and stuff. And we even cheated during that time. And we had the babysitter and the movie going, you know, so as many fail safes as possible so that we wouldn't experience interruptions. Now that the kids are in school, the older three boys, we got the three younger boys at school. And when they take a nap is the time when we do the recording. And so we don't have a babysitter here during that time. And there's, there's always, even with a babysitter, there's always a, a small chance of interruption. But when the boys are down for their nap, they've, they've got a pretty good track record of staying quiet and, and asleep during that time. So, so that's really the only way we do it. Cause it, for both of us to do it together, um, otherwise we would just have to include you know, the kids it. on the show. Right. Which would be fun. And mm-hmm. then also maybe not so fun at times. The kids are kind of unpredictable. Yeah, they are. Okay. So a theme that I'm seeing here a lot is basically get help, hire help. (laughs) Or hopefully there's someone that is willing to help you, you know, like in the case of the Sean West podcast, Sean has hired help. Well, okay. And, and I didn't, I didn't talk about that as much for in the boat with Ben, though that is a show that I'm headlining you know, that's something I'm mainly responsible for. I still was able to come in uh, as a part of the Sean West network. Yeah. Uh, already already having help with editing, mm-hmm. which you do a fantastic job of. Oh, thank you. And in the beginning, I was doing the show notes and putting together the, the newsletter. But it was still, it was quite a bit of work. And then mm-hmm. gradually some of those things um, were taken off of my plate. So now I prepare, I do the show, I do a featured image, and then I write some of the content that's going to go on the page and in and, and the newsletter. But that's, that's the extent of my time investment. And that probably takes me to do all of those things. It probably takes me about four to five hours, hmm. depending, depending on how long it takes me to do the featured image. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and and I'd I'd asked Sean in the chat, um, in the Sean West community earlier today, how long it takes to produce in man hours to produce a Sean West podcast episode without the video, because he he also does. It's Sean's crazy. <laughs> Sean's he focused. does so much. He is, yeah. 
but but he his estimate was or well not his estimate what he said was really close to my estimate which was around 13 to 15 hours yeah and that's if you're that's if you're doing all of those things like show notes exhaustive show notes doing the featured image doing um quality editing so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be that level of quality sure. you don't have to necessarily put that much time into it but i agree with sean on the long-term benefits of putting out a quality podcast consistently when you can when you can give people that kind of quality that kind of polish that kind of experience with your content it's going to have a, a lot of long-term benefits so so i i wanted all of those things for my show and honestly without being a part of the sean west network and him taking care of that stuff we wouldn't have been able to start when we did mm. it would have it would have taken longer i would have had to save up some money um, or get to a place where some of my other expenses were covered and i could open up some time uh, to do all of those other things well and so i will say that too that if you're if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you want to do all of those things one you're probably right off the bat, regardless of the number of things you're going to do and the amount of quality that you want to put into it, you're probably underestimating the amount of time it's going going to take you. Yeah. I think I, st I still Pro underestimate how much time it's going to take me, and I've done 33 episodes. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing. And the second thing is, if you want to do all those things well, make a plan for what it's going to take time-wise and money-wise you know there's there's a significant financial investment that goes into and and i say significant that's relative but there's a financial investment that goes into the equipment and the hosting and uh, a, a platform where that podcast can live if you want to have your own platform so all of those things considered you know make a plan and set yourself up for success by not starting too early not starting too soon if it's going to be something that you can't sustain. And so it was possible for us to do it and to start it and sustain it when we did because we had help. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I should add for those of you who are thinking like, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, if they don't listen to the Sean West podcast, they may not know that it's usually around an hour long. And so writing show mm -hmm. notes, extensive detailed show notes for a show like that or a show like mine it's very, very time consuming. And yeah, you, you can, you can do things to reduce the amount of time. You could make a more simple featured image. You know, I don't do illustrations because I'm not an illustrator, but you, you could write a more simple show note description, you know, description of your episode. You could just go a couple of sentences about the show and some links. And, and I don't think the results are going to be as good as what we're getting on the Sean West network. If you go that way, but it's certainly an option, you know, I was looking at the Sean West podcast in iTunes, 536 average of five-star reviews. But that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is it's a, the time that it's going to take to do your podcast is also going to depend on how long your shows are. So an episode like this that runs 30, 45 minutes will take longer than an episode that is five or 10 minutes. So just it's good to be aware of those things. Yeah, definitely. And and like I've said, I've I've been really fortunate in that I've come into it 
not having to do all of those things indefinitely, but I have, I have done show notes before I I do the featured images. I have done editing before. And so if it is something that you can save up and get out from under, maybe you can hire uh, somebody to do those things for you. You're in a position to do that. There's a lot of benefit to doing those things yourself because you get to, you get to one, understand the process. Mm-hmm. You can, cr- you can set a quality precedent, which, you know, coming onto the Sean West network, there was already a, a crazy high quality precedent. So I didn't have to worry about that so much, but you can set a quality precedent and you can also, especially if you're just starting out, it gives you an opportunity to, to see where you can improve as a communicator. I mean, that's, that's been one of the huge benefits for me is, is mm. being able to listen back and hear the things that I have a tendency to do and improve on my ability to communicate my message. Yeah. Communication's been huge for me as well. I like it, man. And Sean had said something in the chat. He's, uh, he's implying that the, the reason he's investing so much in these podcasts and the network and hiring people is because he's looking for a, he's thinking very long term. He's looking for a long, like five or 10 years before he gets a return from all this stuff. Yeah. And he said, you have to figure out what your goals are. You know, if you, if your goals, <laughs> if you don't have a long-term plan, then it's harder to make a podcast that achieves, you know, if you don't know what success is, how are you going to get there? Yeah. And, and I guess if, if I were to think in terms of the long-term plan, success to me looks like a couple of different things. One it looks like helping people. And that's something that I already know is happening Yeah, because I hear back, uh, not just, not just in the Sean West podcast, get some fantastic feedback there. And, and I get to enjoy some of the comments that come in, but on in the boat with Ben as new as the show is largely in, in, because I'm a part of the Sean West podcast, the in the boat with Ben show has more reach than it normally would if we were just starting out on our own. And so I've had the privilege of hearing back from people who have benefited from the things we talk about there as well. And so that's, to me, like that's, that would be enough. The icing on the cake. And honestly, you know, there, you got to be practical with your time. If you're, if you're going to invest that much time into doing something, the why is really important, but there's also the financial side of it. You want to be smart with the way that you invest your time. And so I believe a podcast is a really smart investment as a way of growing an audience and eventually sharing products that add value to your audience members. Sure. Like what I'm going to do with my courses and yeah, what's your, what, what are your plans for, uh, for, for that, for your show? We, we are talking, Rachel and I are talking about a couple of different books. We're going to be coming out with a guide that we're going to be, uh, we're going to be giving away to our newsletter subscribers soon. Mm. Um, and we also want to put together some courses. Our goal for this year is to come out with at least two products. And we're in the very early stages still within the boat with Ben, trying to hear from our audience about what their specific needs are. And, uh, and we want to address those. So, I don't I don't know if we want to get into the whole sponsors thing but <laughs> no we don't we I'm, don't have to 
everyone, I think uh, most people know that spon- it sponsors are a way to make money from podcasting. Right. Sure. But, you know, there's the there's the hurdles. You got to find sponsors that fit with your audience. You have to reach a certain download number, you know, 5,000, 10,000, whatever it is. And, and it's still going to be a lot of work. So I, I like exploring and talking to people that are doing things, maybe have a better long-term return. And, and I think for most people, finding out how your show is helping your audience and then creating products that can even further uh, your audience's goals which in this case for my show would be to make awesome podcasts. So there are things I can make and sell that will help them out. And that's a good trade as opposed to just selling some ads for hover. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the way that I think about it. And honestly, the more, the more I'm a part of this model of not doing sponsors, the more foreign that idea seems to me, especially for the kind of things that we're talking about. If my if my goal is to help people and make their lives better, I want them to trust me. I want them to feel a connection with me. And anytime, anytime I hear a podcast and there's a sponsor message, I immediately feel a disconnection there. And it's not maybe because I'm I'm increasingly more sensitive to it. I know a lot of people, but just zone out or they mash the forward button. But I don't want for my listeners to have that experience. I want them to feel like they walk away from every episode feeling like I've given them something and not taken anything away. And over time, the relationship that I build with them through the podcast affords me the ability to share something that that can add more value to their lives, that, that speaks more directly to the things that they're going through and experiencing um, that they can compensate me for because I've already built in a lot of trust and established that relationship. Yeah. But that's a really long, it's again, it's a really long-term strategy. Absolutely. That's pretty solid, man. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about related to the time investments and the returns from podcasting? I would just stress that if it's, if it's something that you want to do, don't do your podcast, don't do your passion the injustice of diving in without really considering the cost and having a good plan for how to do it well and, and sustainably. Gotcha. Well, and, and hopefully the shows and episodes that I've done in the past will help people come up with that plan. Step one, listen to the podcast, dude. Step two, don't forget to hit record. That's right. (laughs) All right, man. So that was great advice for for anyone who's thinking about starting a podcast, I think. Was there any other advice you had? Because that was one of the questions I asked you in the pre-show. Yeah, I got something. It's okay to put your kids in front of a television from time to time if you need to. (laughs) It's okay to tie them up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Where are you going with this, Ben? That's uh, All right, that's fantastic advice. Right. Don't don't tie your kids up. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, it it's really it's really tough being a parent and also trying to pursue these things. They have this phrase called mom guilt. Mm. And and while while I think it's fair that moms typically experience more guilt than dads do, it's it's something that's also generally true that as we as we put time into our passion and our work, 
especially if we're investing a lot, we can tend to feel guilty that we're doing that at the expense of our family. And, mm. and I've felt that before. I know Rachel has experienced that. And I would just, I would encourage you to see the, see the long-term benefits of doing that, um, not just for you, but for your family. When you pursue your passion and you do, and, and you work toward a goal, you're actually a more whole version of yourself. And, and your family needs that from you. They don't, they don't need the version of you that sacrificed the thing that you love doing so that you could spend more time with them, but, but you feel bitter and frustrated that you're not able to do that thing. Your family benefits from you pursuing your passion. And it's, it's really not about the quantity of time that you spend with your family. It's about the quality of that time. And the quality of that time is better when you are a more whole version of yourself. That's, uh, that's amazing advice, man. Thanks for sharing that. I think about well, this well stuff Well said, a lot. sir. <laughs> I can, <laughs> you do a podcast about it. Yeah. Well said, sir. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, man. I, I really, truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. So, Ben, where yes. can people go to find you online? You can go to intheboatwithben.com and you can also hear me on seanwest.com slash podcast. Those are both fantastic podcasts. And I, I want to say there was one episode in particular that of your In the Boat with Ben show that really, really, um, I, I can't even describe how much of an impact it had on me, but it, it was a great, great episode. So I, I'd encourage anyone to go check out episode six in the boat with com slash six. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the understanding and working through your child's meltdown. Yes. Yes. Because without going into too much detail, uh, I have, I'm an ENFP. So I have um, a very dominant emotional side. And so meltdowns yeah. are something I really, really struggle with. And there was a lot of really good stuff in that episode that really helped me work through some things and come to a deeper understanding of, of myself and why I behave the way I behave sometimes. So if anyone else is like that and they're an emotional person, I would, I just, anyone, go listen to that episode. Episode six of In the Boat with Ben. It was a fantastic show. I'm glad, man. Thanks for sharing that. So in the boat with Ben.com, SeanWest.com for the Sean West podcast. You're on Twitter, correct? Did you say your Twitter handle already? No, I didn't. I am on Twitter at Ben Tolson. And I'm on Twitter at the podcast, dude. You can find me online at thepodcastdude.com. Subscribe in iTunes. Leave me a review if you go to thepodcastdude.com slash iTunes. Ben, tell the listeners about how awesome the community is. Oh man. So all of, all of that stuff that I said about being able to come on and do the, the, in the boat with Ben show and, and the Sean West podcast and not having to worry about the rest of the, the, the doing all of those extra things, you know, the, the reason that's possible, one of the biggest reasons that's possible is because of the community. The community supports the shows on the network and really uh, if you if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy the Sean West podcast, if you enjoy any of the other shows on the network, the the community is a great place to go and and join and kind of as a way of saying thank you for putting out great content. You should definitely do that. Yeah. But while you're there, 
You get access to live shows. You get to listen live. There are people right now in the chat room listening live to this show, which is super cool. Such a Sean, fun fun experience. Yeah, and Sean's and then, even in there in there right now dropping uh, gold nuggets. Yeah, Sean about is, podcasting and building a brand. It's uh, he he's I'm I'm kind of mad at him because he's kind of stealing the show right now with all his with all his value. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Sean. Love you. Keep going. But and but Sean is in there all the time. You know, it's it's not one of those things where it's like sign up for my community thing and then you never see the person he's in there all the time and you can actually reach out and ask him a question and he'll answer it's it's super cool and and then everybody else on the team as well and everybody else right now yeah there and there are so many cool people in the community just in in different places in their journey and you get access to all of that so and and there's also the the forums and the Sean West conference that's coming up for community members. Uh, you can, you can check that out at seanwest.com slash conference. That's going to be in Austin, Texas next October. That's right. This, that's, this October. I'm excited. Well, okay. Yeah. True. <laughs> awesome. I, yeah, I talk about the community all the time because it does support the shows and it also is just an amazing, valuable place to be. So go check out seanwest.com slash community. It's a great investment in your future. Yes. One of the best, I think. Good show, sir. I Good need to show, get a, sir. I need to get a soundbite for that. Do you not have one? Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of, I need to work on my sound bites, my soundboard. It, it just, it doesn't seem right most of the time because most of the time I'm doing a solo show. But every once in a while when I interview people. Yeah, I, I need one. I have the app and everything. I just... You know what I need to do? What's what's that? Because you're the editor. I need to have I need to have you when you find stuff that would make good sound bites, cut those out, bounce it, send it to me. You've got oh, t- yeah. you've got time to do that, right? I do. I will make time for you, okay. Ben. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out and listening. I think we got some questions to do in the after show. If not, we're just going to continue talking about podcasting and how much I hate wintertime. Is that good with everyone? Is that good with you, Ben? That's good with me. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay, that that's an interesting question. Do you think it's okay to do a podcast just for your own enjoyment? I mean, is it okay to do anything just for your own enjoyment? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. No, it is. It's, I think I think the problem is is that there's a lot of people who think when they start a show, if they really really enjoy it, then everybody else should it should as well. And then also maybe that there should be some way to make money from doing something that they really enjoy. Yeah, it it really depends on what your goals are. So.
if you, my main goal, my main why is I want to help people. And even, even the products that I will be making are going to help people, but they're also going to be a way for, you know, to, to be compensated for my time and to be able to, it's, it's really enabling me to continue providing value. It's not like I'm going to make this product and sell it so that I can have a bunch of money and quit podcasting and go travel around the world. You know, it's, it really is. I want to continue providing value. And, and so that's, that's one of my goals. But if your goal is I want to do a podcast talking about whatever, just because it's fun and I enjoy talking about it. And I think other people would enjoy listening to it also. And I want to let people in on those conversations. There's nothing wrong with, I mean, it it can be quite expensive, (laughs) but, but so is golf. Right. People go and enjoy playing golf, but not everybody is trying to become a pro golfer and make a bunch of money at it. That's true. Good word. Steve Luvendor asked, how do you stay motivated when you've been doing a show for a while, but you haven't seen results or traction yet? It's hard to make time when I'm pretty sure I won't see a return right away. Do you have any thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I mean, that goes back to your goals and your your main why. Yeah. Your your main why, it's because it's such a long-term investment. I mean, you, you've got to think about it that way. Who, No matter what the reality might be, you've got to think to yourself, I'm not going to see a return on this time and money investment for years. In podcasting. Yeah. And that, and, and it may not play out that way. Maybe, you know, maybe your show explodes within the first few months or whatever, but you've got to, you've got to think about it that way first. Think it's going to be your long-term thing because if it's not worth enough to you to put in that kind of investment up front, and wait that long for a return, then it's just going to end up being something that you feel frustrated with and, and aren't consistent with. And your podcast needs you to be consistent and excited and willing to show up in order to be successful. Yeah, I think that's spot on. So yeah, I think a lot about your why, what you're going to get out of the show, what, you know, not just short term or medium term, but long term. And then also, Maybe try to expand, think about five years down the road instead of 10 years and ask, will podcasting every week help me get to where I want to be in five or 10 years? And if the answer is no, maybe don't do a podcast. If the answer is yes, then there's your answer. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I saw this one from Corey that I thought I'd answer. Corey Miller asked, how far in advance should you schedule out your time? Is there more success in long-term scheduling or in the flexibility of short-term? And because because I didn't probe deeper and find out what specifically he was asking, I'll answer the question that I want to answer. <laughs> Do it. What's the question you want to answer? So the, the question I want to answer is, in order for it to be possible for us to do a regular show, we have to put it on the schedule and just block off that time. And it has to be the same time every week. If we were to say, Oh, we'll just see how the week goes and see <laughs> where we can work. fit it in. And, and generally, whether you have kids or not, generally that's true. The things that you don't schedule and block out time for are less likely to happen than the things that you do. And, mm-hmm. and that's not to say that things don't come up, 
you know, things come up from time to time and we have to reschedule or do it at a different time. But you've got to have that time blocked out. And maybe to answer a, another question that, that might be going on there, it really helps us to know ahead of time what our topics are going to be. And we actually, though I don't have it in the schedule yet, we actually have topics planned out for the next four or five months. Wow. But that also doesn't limit us from bringing in something. If we, if we find something, if somebody asks a question that's mm -hmm. really pressing and, and we think, oh, we should go ahead and you know cover this. We're not married to that topic schedule, but it's nice to have it that far planned out because all of those topics, you know, can be working in the subconscious. We can be thinking about those things and we're more prepared to deliver on those messages when it comes time to record. Got it. Good answer. I like that question. Thanks, Corey. All right, man, we need to wrap it up because we're pushing an hour and I told you that we were going to keep it at 30 minutes. Yeah, sorry about that, man. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. It happens every time. <laughs> every time. It's just a thing I do because, you know, you're a good friend and I, honestly, I could sit and talk to you for two or three hours. Yes. But we want to make sure to keep it short and relevant and, and, you know, interesting for the listeners. So once again, thanks for thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so in the boat with Ben.com where you can find Ben, the podcastdude.com where you can find me. Ben, say your Twitter hand Twitter handle one more time. At Ben Tolson. At Ben Tolson, and I'm at the podcast dude. Everyone have an excellent week. Ben, say goodbye to all the listeners. Goodbye, everyone.